0: An account of the poem games by Lindsay, read for by Christine G. An account of the poem games, in the summer of nineteen sixteen, in the parlor of Mrs. William Watt Moody, and in the following winter, in the Chicago Little Theater, under the auspices of Poetry, a magazine of verse, and in Mandel Hall, the University of Chicago, under the auspices of the senior class, these poem games were presented. Miss Eleanor Dogury was the dancer throughout. The entire undertaking developed through the generous cooperation and advice of Mrs. William Vaughan Moody. The writer is exceedingly grateful to Mrs. Moody, and all concerned for making place for the idea. Now comes the test of its vitality. Can it go on in the absence of its initiators? Mr. Lewell Jones, of the Chicago Evening Post, announced the affair as a rhythmic picnic. Mr. Maurice Brownie, of the Chicago Little Theatre, said Miss Doggery was at the beginning of the old Greek tragic dance. Somewhere between lies the accomplishment. In the Congo volume, as is indicated in the margins, the meaning of a few of the verse is aided by chanting. In the poem games, the English word is still first in importance, the dancer comes second, the chanter third. The marginal directions of King Solomon indicate the spirit in which all the pantomime was developed. Miss Doherty designed her own costumes, and worked out her own stage business for King Solomon, the Potatoes Dance, the King of Yellow Butterflies, and Aladdin and the Jinn. The Congo, page 140. In the last, I am your slave, said the gin, was repeated four times at the end of each stanza. The poem game idea was first endorsed in the Wellesley Kindergarten by the children. They improvised pantomime and a dance for the Potatoes Dance, while the writer chanted it, and while Professor Hamilton C. MacDougall, of the Wellesley Musical Department, followed on the piano the outline of the jingle. Later, Professor MacDougall very kindly wrote down his piano rendition. A study of this transcript helps to confirm the idea that when the cadences of a bit of a verse are a little exaggerated, they are tunes, yet of a truth they are tunes which can be but vaguely recorded, by notation, or expressed by an instrument. THE AUTHOR OF THIS BOOK IS NOW AGAINST INSTRUMENTAL MUSIC IN THIS TYPE OF WORK. IT BLURS THE ENGLISH. Professor MacDougall has in various conversations helped the author toward a poem-game theory. He agrees that neither the dancing nor the chanting nor any other thing should be allowed to run away with the original intention of the words. The chanting should not be carried to the point where it seeks to rival conventional musical composition." the dancer should be subordinated to the natural rhythms of english speech and not attempt to incorporate bodily all the precedents of professional dancing speaking generally poetic ideas can be conveyed word by word faster than musical feeling the repetitions in the poem games are to keep the singing the dancing and the ideas at one pace the repetitions may be varied according to the necessities of the individual dancer dancing is slower than poetry and faster than music in developing the same thoughts in folk-dances and vaudeville the verse music and dancing are on so simple basis that time elements can easily be combined likewise the rhythms and the other elements miss Doggerty is particularly illustrative in her pantomime but there were many verses she looked over and rejected because they could not be rendered without blurring the original intent Possibly every poem in the world has its dancers somewhere waiting, who can dance but that one poem. Certainly those poems would be most successful in games, where the tone-colour is so close to the meaning that any exaggeration of that colour by dancing and chanting only makes the story clearer. The writer would like to see someone try Dryden's Alexander's Feast, or Swinburne's Atalanta in Calydon. Certainly, in those poems, the decorative rhythm and the meaning are absolutely one. With no dancing evolutions, the author of this book has chanted John Brown and King Solomon for the last two years for many audiences. It took but a minute to teach the people the responses. As a rule, they had no advance notice they were going to sing. The versifier sang the parts of the king and queen in turn, and found each audience perfectly willing to be the oxen, the sweethearts, the swans, the sons, the shepherds, etc. A year ago the writer had the honour of chanting for the Florence Fleming Noyes School of Dances. In one short evening they made the first section of the Congo into an incantation, the King Solomon into an extraordinary graceful series of tableaux, and the Potatoes Dance into a veritable whirlwind. Later came the more elaborately prepared Chicago experiment. In The King of Yellow Butterflies and the Potatoes Dance, Miss Dogerty occupied the entire eye of the audience, and interpreted, while the versifier chanted the poems as a semi-invisible orchestra, by the side of the curtain. For Aladdin and for King Solomon, Miss Dogerty and the writer divided the stage between them, but the author was like more than the orchestra. The main intention was carried out, which was to combine the work of the dancer with the words of the production and the responses of the audience. The present rhymer has no ambitions as a stage manager. The poem-game idea, in its rhythmic picnic stage, is recommended to amateurs, its further development to be on their own initiative. Informal parties might divide into groups of dancers and group of chanters. The hall might be worked out, in the spirit in which children play King William Was King James's Son, london bridge or as we go round the mulberry bush and the author of this book would certainly welcome the tragic dance if miss Doggerty will gather a company about her and go forward using any acceptable poems new or old swineborn's atalanta in calydon is perhaps the most literal and rhythmic example of the idea we have in english though it may not be available when tried out the main revolution necessary for dancing improvises. Who would go a longer way with the poem game idea is to shake off the Isodora Duncan and the Russian presidents for a while and abolish the orchestra and piano, replacing all these with the natural meaning and cadences of English speech. The work would come closer to acting than dancing is now conceived. End of recording. This recording is in the public domain.